0: Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. I'm Suzanne Hill, and we have a special episode today to discuss this week's midterm elections. I'm here with Ted Thurn, Senior Director of Government Affairs, and Amadi McPherson, Government Affairs Liaison here at IREM. Welcome, Ted and Amadi. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks, Suzanne. Now that the midterms are over, Ted and I would like to take a few minutes to review the midterm election results and how they may affect the property management industry. We would like to address the importance of building relationship with elected officials, how members can connect with their new legislators or reconnect with the current legislators and talk a little bit about our advocacy impact date even in March. So Ted, now that the midterm elections results are mostly in, what will the makeup be in the House and the Senate when the new 118th Congress convenes on January 3rd,
1: 2023.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Amadi. Uh, well, looks
1: like, again, a lot of the polls were a little bit off. We were all being told that there was going to be this red wave that was going to happen. And that just did not take place. Now, this is uh Thursday, November 10th, and there still are a few races out there that have not been called. But uh, what we can do is, there is a little bit more clarity now, and it looks like the House is gonna flip to the Republicans. So just as kind of a a 30,000 foot overview, all 435 seats in the House were up for election. And you need 218 seats to gain control of the House. Now, right now, as of Thursday, we're at the Republicans have secured 210 seats and the Democrats have 200 seats. And it looks like when the dust settles that Republicans will probably have somewhere of 220 some odd seats. So they'll have a slim majority in the house. Uh, And so that's it looks like the house is now gonna go from Democrat to Republican. On the Senate side, again, um, it looks like it's gonna be a toss up just like it was a couple of years ago in the upper chamber of who's gonna control the Senate. Right now, there are 48 seats that have been secured by the Democrats and 48 seats that have been secured by the Republicans. We still have three races that are outstanding. Uh, you have a race with in Nevada uh, with Adam Lexalt and Senator Cortez Matzo, which is still too close to call. Uh, you have the one in Arizona with Senator Kelly and Blake Masters that is still close to call. And we already know in Georgia with Raphael Warnock And Herschel Walker is going to go to a runoff, which is going to be held on December 6th. So depending on how things turn out in Nevada and Arizona and in Georgia, we will then know who's going to control the Senate. Um, So if both Nevada, so basically almost the Republicans have to run the table to maintain or to gain control of the Senate. They have to win in Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia to get to 51. If they only get two out of three, uh, the Senate will remain in control of the Democrats. So still a lot of kind of uncertainty out there. And what we will know, you know, it's going to be a very interesting new Congress when uh, they reconvene or when they Trumping,
0: uh in January of 2023. Yeah, Ted, I appreciate that. And it does sound like a lot of uncertainty uh, that is still taking place. And I'm sure our listeners and our members are concerned. So with the new structure in Congress, how will it affect the issues Iron supports? Yeah, so great
1: question. Uh, a couple scenarios here with, and, and I'm just going to, you know, throw a hypothetical out there. Let's that's, that's just say that the House goes Republican and the, and the Senate is uh, goes Democrat. Uh, there's a few issues that we are supporting that could be affected, you know, with the new Congress. One is our choice in Affordable Housing Act. And just a real quick is that it's legislation that aims to increase private sector participation in the section eight housing choice voucher program. And it would provide 500 million to create a housing partnership fund. Uh, It would offer signing bonuses to landlords. Uh, It would provide security deposit assistance. Um, and financial bonuses uh, to landlords that retain, uh, or I'm sorry, it would provide a financial bonuses to public housing associations that retain a dedicated landlord liaison on staff. So if it does flip uh, and Republicans are in the House, we know that Republicans, uh, this bill may need to find another vehicle to pass. So we're continuing to watch that. Uh, Another uh, piece of legislation that we're watching is the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act, or the SAFE Banking Act. And what that would do is create a safe harbor for federally insured financial institutions to provide banking services for legitimate uh, cannabis-related businesses. So basically, you know, like here in Illinois, marijuana is legal. But still, a lot of these legal marijuana businesses cannot bank at federal institutions because it's still illegal at the federal level. What we have heard is that during the lame duck session, so after the election, there's about three weeks in between where the old Congress still does business and before the new Congress uh, takes over in January, it's what's called a lame duck session. And what we're hearing is, is that there could be some, a deal regarding the Safe Banking Act, uh, that they're working on negotiations, uh, maybe adding more criminal justice reform to the Safe Banking Act. They're calling it uh, Safe Banking Act Plus. So we're, we're keeping a close eye on what's going on with uh, the Safe Banking Act, and, and we'll definitely keep members informed of any movement that happens there. Uh, one other thing is that you know we are working with the administration uh, on uh, not only housing supply, but on uh, how to create more affordable housing. Uh, the the administration. Is talking to us, us and our coalition partners like the National Association of Realtors, the National Apartment Association, um, NMHC, and others. And what they are talking about is that they're meeting with housing providers, associations like us, uh, to assess the current practices and commitments to providing what they're calling resident-centered property management. And ownership practices. So, we're talking with them about how to strengthen and approach safe and decent housing, leasing and compliance, and, and eviction protection. And of course, we're coming at it from a housing provider perspective, talking about, you know, with all the eviction protections that went on during COVID, all the challenges that uh, we faced as housing providers. So, we're continuing to talk to the administration. Uh, about all these issues. There was just a meeting last week. Uh, and as these discussions progress, we're we're happy to, or we will, uh, provide more information to our members. So, you know, so that's what's going on uh, in D.C. So a lot of things going on, Amani. But let me ask you, um, yeah. you know, even though the players, you know, the players are going to change and we know that there's going to be, new faces in Congress and the Senate and in the House, you know, so there's going to be new players, but the objectives, you know, will not change. And, you know, maybe, Amani, I think it'd be great if you could let our members know, you know, why it's going to be important, especially with the new Congress coming in to build relationships with legislators and maybe you can provide some pointers on how they can connect with them. Uh, so why it's important, how to schedule a meeting. So can, can you provide a little insight that to our members, Amadi?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Ted. And I appreciate you for the assist. So typically, uh, people meet with their legislators to advocate on behalf of a certain issue. Right. And I think it's important to define what advocacy is and the context in which we are it. And advocacy describes people contacting elected officials about important policy issues. And you might be asking, well, why is advocacy important to me? Well, I like to use an old maxim, a closed mouth don't get fit, right? Advocacy provides an opportunity for our members to connect with the legislators about issues affecting the property management industry. So essentially you'll be speaking directly to the people with power to change laws And regulations about issues that matters to them, right? So we're talking about fair housing, service animals, disparate impact. Whatever it is, this is an opportunity to lay it out on the table. Another reason is to educate your legislators, right? Most legislators have an aerial view of an issue, and sometimes they they just miss the subtle details. Now, advocacy is an opportunity to inform your legislators about the about our members business was going well and policy areas that may require some adjustments. And as we all know, we have a few new people in Congress and this is the perfect opportunity to, like you said, to introduce yourself and to begin fostering those relationships with their elected officials. And lastly, advocacy and meeting with your legislator is important because you gain the valuable experience and exposure and you're a part of something that's much bigger than yourself. Now, I I know that this was an earful, but this is why meeting with your legislator is critical for the business and for the industry. And in fact, we actually have something huge coming up, which is our Advocacy Impact Day. So Tay, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, our Advocacy Impact Day and what our members should be expecting in March? Yeah, we'd love to, Amadi, and also,
1: to let our members know you can go to our advocacy webpage and there is a section in there called meet with your legislators and it will give you a breakdown on how to connect and schedule meetings with legislators. And you can also contact Amati or I and we're happy to uh, schedule those meetings uh, with you and, and happy to attend if you would like us to. But with advocacy impact day, yes, So, also known as our fly-in, after two years of doing this virtually, uh, we are going back to D.C. in March. Uh, March 28th and 29th are the dates. The 28th will be, we'll meet in the afternoon for an orientation of uh, how to conduct a successful meeting on the issues you will be discussing and how to navigate you know, the legislative offices. So we'll be not meeting as we have before COVID at the NAR building, which is under uh, renovation from what I heard, but we're gonna be, be meeting at Clyde's of Galleries place and it's a restaurant at 707 7th Street Northwest. It is close to the Capitol. Uh, So we're going to be meeting there. Very exciting. We're going to have great speakers, great panels, great information. So uh, please uh, don't wait till the last minute to book your hotel room um, or to uh, book your flight. We'll have more information on hotels that are close to Clyde's on our website soon. Um, So and, and, and of course a link to Clyde's itself. But yeah, we're very excited to go back uh, to DC after two years. Even though it was a great experience, you know, to do this virtually, uh, I don't think you know anything can replace the in-person, face-to-face meeting that uh, you have when meeting with your legislators. So, um, more information to come. But uh, please mark your calendars for the twenty-eighth and 29th. again. We'll do an orientation on the 29th, on the 28th, and then on the 29th, you'll go right to the Capitol uh, to meet with your legislators. So yes, please mark those dates down. Um, and we're very excited, more information to come soon. Uh, we will be hosting a webinar to talk about how to schedule meetings, about how to conduct meetings in, in mid-February. Uh, so more information to come on that soon. So uh, thank you, Amadi. Uh, so yes. And And one last note. Um, if anybody does have any questions or would like to contact us about uh, any of the midterm elections, of outcomes on issues that we talked about, uh, please reach out to M- Amadi or myself and we'll be happy to talk with you further about that. So with that, Suzanne, uh, I will kick it back to you. And, and thank you, everyone.
0: Great information, Ted and Amadi. Thank you both again for being here. Visit iROM.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.